Uh. Fun one because we're going to be talking about a lot of people are just not feeling motivated right now, including us. I mean, it took us yeah. it took us an hour of talking just to get motivated to start recording. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is this is something that everybody's. It's, you know what's funny about this? A lot of people are feeling this, but. Nobody wants to bring it up because so like you don't want to be that burden to anyone. Yeah, right? you don't want to be that guy. It's like, well, you, you don't know. want to be like, oh, great. You know, here's Mike again, not motivated. I don't want to hear this. Not that I'm not motivated often, but you know how it is. Like a lot, everyone's going through their thing. You, you don't want to hear it from anyone else that they're going through something. But the funny thing is, is that in some ways you do. I'm talking about your real friends. I'm not talking right. about strangers you run into. We don't want to hear everyone's life stories. But a lot of times now when friends of mine, again, not acquaintances, they're like, hey, how you doing? I'll be like, hey, you know, to be honest. I'm just not that motivated right now to do stuff. I've had to push through to, to get things done that normally I'm highly motivated to do. And then when you say that, they often will say, hey, you know what? I've been feeling the same thing. Yeah, it's funny. And, and, it just, and, and it just happened 20 minutes ago. <laughs> it's like, you're like, hey, I think a good topic is this. I was like, you know what, man, I'm glad you brought that up because I have been feeling this way for about a good two months now at the very least you know right. so, I, so i'm glad it's not just me so i'm like yes we can definitely talk about that because i can well, contribute. i think sometimes people feel like something's wrong with them when they're not motivated because you're watching people like dave goggins you're watching all these hyped up people on youtube and elsewhere and you're thinking man you know what's wrong with me and i can promise you this those people don't feel that well i was about to say those are greatest <laughs> hits those are greatest hits because yeah. i'm some, like look i can get motivated too if someone has me on their show yeah i can get into character and be like look oh, yeah you gotta crush it you gotta do this and then it's the second it's over you're like oh oh my god and we and that. we've done that like we've taught courses together and you know it's like boom you know dragging a little bit first thing in the morning whatever trying to get things started Right. Talking to everybody, kind of, you know, the people attending right before everything starts, kind of talking, whatever. And then that kind of helps you out a little bit because you're like, okay, now I, I'm kind of snap out of it now. People are here, blah, blah. And then we get started. And then once the course gets going, you know, you're getting a good interaction from everyone. Then right. boom, man, you're on, you're on, you know, once the thing right. starts. But then come four, four thirty, <laughs> it's about <laughs> once, even once people, the last person's cleared out and we get in the car, it's like, oh, it's, just, it's that sigh of relief it's like okay it's done like i've gone to like instructor courses you know even in the firearms world or whatever like i'm hyped man because i'm learning some new stuff or whatever you know that right there is already gonna tire you out because you're learning something new and it takes a lot of brain energy you know just to be on so you can pay attention and take all the information in but then man it's just crazy how by the time you're done and like i'm getting ready to drive back home or whatever and it's like shit man it's like I'm, I'm a lot of times I'm glad that I go to those courses alone. So when I'm driving, it's just, it's quiet, turn on some good music. Sometimes I don't turn out. Sometimes I don't have anything on. It's just, I'm just sitting there in a the truck in silence and just, you know, and just taking it all in, just like decompressing, you know, for a while to get there, whatever, because I'm just, my brain's tired and shit. Sometimes you're like, you're so worn out, man. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> You just kind of like, that was a lot. And then you kind of recently like, okay, but what happened to even feel this way? Because again, like you said, you know, we, we feel like we're these guys like, okay, look, man, we, we we're successful in a lot of things. We crush shit, you know, and then we're kind of looked upon to be those people that kind of like inspire people, push people, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it can be a heavy responsibility, you know, right. but you know, that's, but at the same time, this is where we chose to be, you know, from the very beginning, we chose this life. You know, at the same time, but at the same time, we're fucking human. But yeah, it, it gets that's to that point. Motivating when you don't, let's, let's, let's use the, the context of working out as a quick example, because yep. a lot of people can relate to that one. 
Okay, now you and I are workout people. We enjoy working out most of the time. Every once in a while, though, guys like us are going to go through those periods too, where it's like, I am just not feeling it. I mean, you're thinking about going to the gym or doing a workout at home, and mm-hmm. man, you're just you're just trying to psych yourself up because just the idea of doing it is not exciting at all. Right. And you you just make yourself do it. And sometimes you just have to make yourself do it. And sometimes what helps me is I make deals with myself. So for example, this past Friday, I wanted to go to the gym and get a workout. I had it scheduled rather to go in. I didn't, I didn't want to, but I had it scheduled. And that's an important point. So it's right there. It's like, look, I'm scheduled to go in at this time and get this training session in. But it took a while for me to actually get in the car and drive out there because yeah. you're trying to delay it all you can. You're making deals with yourself. It's like, look, man, just go work out. And then maybe you can go hit your favorite restaurant afterwards, or you can go get this and go get that. Now, of course you could just go do that and not work out, but I'm not going to enjoy it as much when I know that I No, because you're going to be sitting there thinking about like, you know, you're supposed to go work out before you came here, right? right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I also know that it's going to be way more satisfying because if I push through this workout and then I go get that rewards and be like, Hey, you know what? You did it. You didn't feel like doing it, but you made yourself do it. And you're going to keep the momentum going. But here's the thing. What I told myself is look, just go to the gym, just do a couple sets of pull-ups, just do some squats. And then you can just get out of there. You know, just, just get something going. Now, the, the, the deal is, is once you show up, you're not going to just do a couple sets of pull-ups and squats and leave. No. Now you're there. Because once you get started, the motivation starts becoming self-fulfilling. Now you're yeah. going, okay, I'm here. I'm feeling pretty good. And one thing I like about the gym I go to, UFC Fit, is that it's probably the most positive gym I've ever been in. And here's what I mean. The second you walk in there, the staff is very friendly. They know your name. They're happy to see you. Now, this may just be an act. They're doing a job, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it still has the same impact. So we all like people that are happy to see us. So you walk in there right. and like, hey, Mike, how you doing? Have a great workout. So that puts you in a good mood right there. And right. then there's a lot of other members. I've never been in a gym where members are as friendly as this gym, where you walk in and you see the same people and they're like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, have a great workout. And it's not something where you're getting stuck in these stopping chats. You know, everybody's there to train. Right. Nobody wants to talk for 30 minutes. But it's a quick interaction of, hey, how you doing? You're doing good? Your workout's going good? Yeah, man, have a good workout. And then sometimes I sit in the sauna afterwards. And I have every time I sit there, if there's someone else in there, I'm having a good conversation because right. people seem to be very friendly and open. Now, those are all things that help a lot. And one thing I like about working out in a commercial gym is I like being around other people that are training because that motivates me too. Because if I go in there and I crush it, I know someone else is going to see that and be like, man, that guy's pushing it. That guy's doing really well over there. Let me step it up. And if I see someone else stepping it up, and it doesn't have to be some elite athlete. It could be someone that, hey, you know, maybe she has 50 pounds to lose and she's, but I've seen her in there three times this week. You know, she's disciplined. She's putting it in. That's motivating too. And I'll often tell someone like that. I'm like, hey, I've seen you in here. It's just really consistent. You're crushing it. Keep up the great work. I know that makes her feel good. You know, I'm not hitting on her or saying anything creepy. Right. Just giving a nice compliment. You keep it moving. One of the trainers that I'm friends with, he was working with a young lady and he was working on her deadlift technique and her deadlifts were awesome. <clears throat> Flawless. I mean, he's a great instructor and she was doing really well with taking the instruction. And I made a point of telling her that. I was like, hey, your deadlifts are, are pitch perfect. It's like, you got a great trainer here. You're doing well. Both of them are happy with that interaction. It's a genuine, it's a genuine compliment. So where, where I'm going is, is that we're, we're all going to go through periods where you're not motivated. But let's say, again, in the context of training, the worst thing you can do is just n- drop the ball, just not work out for three, four weeks, maybe even longer. Because eventually you're going to get back into it and you're going to be kicking yourself because your body's <laughs> going to be tight. You're going to be weak. You're going to feel out of it. And you're going to be like, man, I, sh- I should have just kept the momentum going. You know, you don't have to right. crush it like you normally do, but just showing up, get a few things in, 
you're keeping the momentum going so that when the motivation inevitably comes back around because it always does. Now you can capitalize on that. Yeah. Like I was telling you, like I'm now that we've moved, it's like I have to change gyms and I've been looking at this one that's nearby that um, is branded by the, the Houston Texans, our football team here. And it's the, the Texans gym or whatever. It basically it used to be a 24 hour fitness. And then the pandemic hit and that 24 hour fitness went out of business at that location. So then the Texans took over and opened up a second location at, at that one. And so I was thinking, okay, well, this one's owned by like the Texans. So, you know, I would think that, okay, they're going to have the type of equipment that I like, you know, they're going to have sleds and things like that. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stop by there. And then I made the mistake of saying those two words one day, <laughs> you know, one, one day I'm going to stop by there and, you know, check it out or whatever. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I've been like pretty much just training at home. And so, but I'm like, okay, at this point now I need some, I need some heavier equipment. So I'm, I need to get to a gym now. The home stuff is not working for me anymore. And so, and so it'll just get to that point where I'll just, I'll, I'll look at it and I'll see, I get to the red light and it's right across the street from that red, you know, from the red light, from where I need to turn, you know? So it's either you just go through the light and go over there or you turn and go to wherever you're going. And I usually end up just turning and going to wherever I'm going because it's, not even so much about not being motivated just to work out or whatever. It's like to go through the process of joining another gym, <laughs> you know, to go through the process of someone yeah. coming and trying to talk to you and try to sell you on this and sell you on all you want to do is join. And they, you know, yeah, go through the whole, you know, here, let me just go ahead and sign the little paperwork and all this. And they want to tell you, they take you around, taking you around the facility and, and talking and, and Morgan Freeman, you the entire time you're there, they're narrating every little piece of gym equipment where you kind of know it already. You kind of don't want to be a dick like, Hey, look, man, you know, I, I've been a strength and conditioning coach for damn near two decades here. I, I know you don't want to be that guy, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to hear all this stuff. I was like, I just want to join the gym and be, I, I'm good. You know, just yeah. like, like the meme says here, take my money. <laughs> you know, it was like, shit, man, you know, I'm already in bro. You ain't got to, you don't have to sell me on shit. I'm here. Okay. I'm ready to go. I already said, I'm ready to join this gym. You don't have to sell me all the stuff. And so, and then on top of that, then it was like, Hey, we got our own personal trainers here. And you know, I don't want to hear about that. I'm good. You know, I don't want to hear about that stuff. And just like you said earlier, it's just like, you know, you're just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready. Just, I'm ready to sign, you know, something you'll do that. But again, it's just the whole process of even having to do that just to get right to the point. I'm like, can I just go in? It's like I said, I like it to be like a grocery transaction. It's like when I unload everything off my basket, you know, Hey, he's like, how are you doing today? Fine. You know, how are you? Oh, thanks. You know, fine. Thanks for asking. And bring my stuff up. Here's my credit card. Thank you, sir. You know, have a good day. You too. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm out. That's how I want it to be at this point. It's just like, I just, I don't know, man. It's just the, that energy is not there where I feel like being sold on something I'm already going to buy. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't have the energy for it at this time. I'm like, and I'm thinking like, Hey man, I'm making your life easy. I was like, Hey, I'm in. You don't even have to go through all that. You can get back. Cause I'm pretty sure you're probably not feeling up to all this either. <laughs> so I'm like, you, you just probably like 10, 12, <laughs> 20 times a day. I'm the one dude to give I'm giving you a way out. <laughs> this is one less time you have to do that. Please take advantage of this. <laughs> yeah. Take advantage of the situation, man. You, I'm in. So, you know, just going through that process. So I, I just been ignoring it every time I pass by, I'm like, eh, I'll just go back to the house. But then again, those workouts are kind of like, eh, they're very meh, you know, at this point. So it's enough to keep going, but I'm like, it's like, I just haven't really been feeling that, that need to be pushed, but I really, and I thought about it and, you know, and I, I thought about it to myself, like, damn, what's going on with you right now? And even when you brought it up today, 
you know, it just really hit me. I said, honestly, man, I think and when you were saying like, it's not just us, it's like, you know, just by everyone you talk to, they're feeling that way. Yeah. I really think these last 18 months, man, 19 months, what depends what time this comes out. We're, I think collectively, globally, we're all fucking tired. Okay. It's been a lot emotionally in the last year and a half for everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care what, what side of all the stuff that's going on that you stand on. Everyone's tired and worn out because it is pretty much everyone's been tested in so many ways with this because let's just be honest. I mean, unless you're over a hundred years old and you were around for the Spanish flu, you know, this was very unprecedented for a lot of people like this globally. So no one mentally was really prepared for something like this. Even if you can be the most staunch prepper out there, whatever, you can talk all that noise about being prepared for anything, you know, shit hit the fan, blah, blah, blah. But when reality kicks in, it's just like, now you're also going to be tested. Like, are you really prepared for this? You know, or now you're going to actually have to engage in all those things that you prepared for and have to make them come to fruition. So I just think everyone's very tired and you've got a lot of perceived division you know, out there perceived because a lot of times it's not as bad as it's broadcasted to be in all these different situations or whatever. But even then you're just tired of seeing everybody bickering or everybody tired, or, you know, you got people being sick, people not being at their best people being, you know, you got, you see all these different things. And, you know, if you're human and you have any type of empathy, you're going to feel it, man. You're going to take it on because we're all at the end of the day, whether we want to admit it or not, we're all connected no matter what. And so it's almost like there's a part of you when you see someone else in tired, worn out, in pain, suffering, sick, dying, a part of you feels that too, because, Hey man, you have to be a psychopath, not to, to not feel some type of connection with someone, you know? So, and like I said, you can be the most isolated, introverted person there is, you know, and stay, if you see another human being and you see them going through anything, if you have any type of empathy, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. And so I just think, like I said, I think collectively we're all just tired, man. We all just need a damn vacation. I think at this, at this point, and just, which is kind of impossible. The other thing I see happening is that you know, a lot of us who are naturally very driven, like you and I, my friend, Chris Becker, who your friends with him too. He was on the show a little back. Yeah. A bunch of my friends that are really into training. We're all naturally really self-motivated to get stuff done. So this is, this is not a feeling that most of us have all the time. In some ways it's, it's a feeling that we're not used to. Yeah, but then on man. the flip side, what I'm seeing is, people that are a little bit too motivated with nonsensical stuff. In other <laughs> words, they're not minding their own business as you like <laughs> sincere zone rules. Like don't be a dick, mind your own business. Right. What I'm saying is a lot of people that are too motivated to not mind their own business. They need to be minding their own business, but they're not. And here's a funny story to break things up a little bit. And Chris will get a laugh out of this because this involves him. So last, maybe it was about two weeks ago, Chris had a, he had to go to San Diego for a trip. So he asked one of the people at the dog park that we know, this lady Yoko, if she could take care of his dog for, I think, a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she took care of the dog. Now, I'm going to fast forward to the end of the story instead of, instead of just going through every detail of it. Okay, so Chris comes back into town. He and I, he likes to join me for the long walk I do with Raina several times a week. So we're doing this long walk. And then a mutual friend of ours, this guy, Alan, I've talked to about him before. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. But he, he's a guy that sometimes needs to mind his own business and not get involved with stuff that has nothing to do with them. So he pulls up to us, stops there on the street, and he, when he sees us, 
He rolls down his window. He's like, hey, Chris, you know, Yoko needs you to come to the house and pick up whatever it is he left there, dog food or something that he gave her when he left his dog over there. So, so I just me being me just joking around. I was like, no, nah, he doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> What's going to happen if he doesn't show up? Okay, arrested? You know, she's going to throw it. No, he's kind of laughing. But then I'm sitting there thinking, well, why are you telling him this? I was about to say, I'm like, is he married to Yoko? I mean, what yeah, yeah. She already what? sent him a text, right? So he already knows that. So anyway, we go to the we go to the walk back to our cars, right. and then we're chit chatting for a while. We're talking about something. And just as Chris is about to leave, I, I get a text from Alan now, which says, hey, Mike, Chris needs to go to Yoko right now. And then I respond back saying, well, I'm going to add that to my list of things I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> because none of this bullshit has anything to do with me or you, Alan. Okay, this is between Chris and Yoko. Now, this motherfucker's already home when he sent this text. <laughs> sorry, this is what you're thinking about? You know? <laughs> Like, what is, you have, you must not have, you have shit to do, man. Yeah, you must not have anything remotely. He, interesting he thought about up. that. Hold on, he thought about that shit. Like, after you made that comment, that whole that was a, probably the longest drive home he ever had. He was thinking, he's like, <laughs> I'll, I'll wait till I get on. I'm gonna text Mike and tell him a thing or two. <laughs> no, and also, but it's like, why the fuck are you texting me, motherfucker? You know, text, you know, just this is between Chris and Yoko. And what makes you think he's even still with me? He's already gone. And I was like, I was like, he's on his way, man. And then the funniest part is this lady Yoko left the dog food on her fucking front step. So she, he, she didn't even have to be there. He could have come anytime. She could have brought it the next day. Did it, was it really that important that he go get it right now? Like that, like this, that there was an immediacy to it. Right. It was nothing. It wasn't anything important that had to be there. Now, this is what happens in life when you don't have anything important going on. You get stuck in this minutia that no one cares about. So then now you start making part- events. You start making up events and try to make them important. It's like, huh, I, I'll be the messenger. I'll, I'll get the word out. Now, like, now, if, it, now if, if this guy were actually motivated for something that's useful, this, this, this energy may be put to good use. But I, I can't think of anything less useful here. Hey, man, like, look no here. One, no one needs you involved in this situation. No hey, one. You, I'll tell I you what. I'll tell you what. He wants to be involved. It's like, well, since you know that you know, he needs to get the dog food, and yet you were th- obviously you were there with her when you found this out, and here you are passing on the message why don't you bring the dog food with you <laughs> and make you make yourself useful since it's so important why don't you just bring it like you know what you know she needs you to I get the, the dog food and i happen to bring it with why do you even know about this that, that means that's what yoko, i'm saying yoko must have told him in passing like oh yeah if you see chris let him know that i need this when she could have <laughs> just texted him why did why does she have to get alan involved right you know, so if funny. i were alan i would have been like yeah right sure i'm gonna do that i would have just yeah, driven like, right by both of us and exactly like hey sincere if you see them tell them like yeah okay yeah, I'll do that. Like, That's I what I do. I... <laughs> like, hey, lady, not my business, okay? I, I don't care if I see Tyson Fury walking around the neighborhood. I'm not going to pull you know, because he lives in Henderson. I'm, I'm like, so I'm not going to tell him, like, hey, man, somebody, if you just swung about this much faster, you could end that fight. Like, okay, first of all, didn't ask you, little man. I'm not going to bother <laughs> you. I'm going to mind my own business. Exactly. Now, if I happen to be walking by him, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to be like, good fight, hey, man. Thanks a lot for speaking out about your mental health issues because yeah. it's really important for people like me who also have mental health issues to hear that. And then I would keep it moving. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> that, exactly. And that's only if he happens to be walking right in front of me. If I saw him at the grocery store, I wouldn't make a point of going all the way over there and bothering him. Hey, Tyson Fury. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just me minding my own business and not being a dick. I don't want to bother people. Right. right. 
Exactly. Is, don't want to waste anyone's time. It's being considerate. You know, so yeah. this is this is an example of someone who's too motivated on stuff that doesn't matter. Right. And there's so many things that do matter that you can be motivated about. Now, I've brought up Project Child Save many times walking around with this group, and not one person's ever made a donation because that's actually something useful. That's actually going to help people. So it's funny how people get caught up on things that are not useful at all to you or anyone else. But then when there's an opportunity to do something that is useful, in this particular case, it can't be any more useful than helping kids get out of sex slavery and human trafficking. Right. People are like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. And then they just keep going on with their day. Yeah. It's like, do you, do you walk up to people and harass them about this? Like, hey, you haven't, you haven't done it to Project Child Save yet, have you? Yeah, exactly. I, don't like, I don't even bring it up. I just brought it up because one person was talking about charities. And I said, well, if you want to know about a great one to donate to, and I brought it, I didn't just, I don't look for clever ways to bring it up. You know, people are there to walk their dogs. I'm not going to bother anybody. I'm not going to pitch anyone. Yeah, you're not, you're not about to, you're not about to MLM your way with this thing. You're like, hey. No, not at all. It only, I'll only bring it up if it makes sense for the context. You're not going to sit there like, hey, do you know anybody has kids? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like what Maybe, well let me tell you about this organization <laughs> called project child save it's like wait huh <laughs> but funny thing is chris and i still joke about this whole situation we're always laughing about it and i was sitting there going man i should have sent alan a text at like one in the morning saying hey man did you follow up with yoko did chris <laughs> <come by?" laughs> I, should, I should be like you know i can't go to sleep until i know the answer to this man hold on dude i almost spit on my computer don't do that <laughs> I wish I thought about that. But you, know, you know what's funny? I made a joke about that. I go, but I don't even want to waste my time. No, because he'll, he'll reply. He doesn't have shit to do, man. So guess what? You, you'll be screwing yourself because this dude, he'll, be, he'll reply right back. He's like, I'm glad you reminded me. He's I like, need to do that right now. Yeah, he's an older guy that's retired. And what, what I think, and I, first of all, I'm not ripping on him because I like him. He's an actual friend of mine. He's been over to my house to watch UFCs. I just thought this whole scenario was, <laughs> was really nonsensical. So it's fun, it's fun to make fun of it. But, uh, but at the same time, it, it just reminds me of, you know what? Don't ever retire because you don't want to be someone <laughs> with time on your hands because this might be the kind of minutia nonsense that you get yourself involved with. Yeah, exactly. You spent 40 years working and now... You got like at least a good statistically, you got 10 years left in your life. Let's just be honest. Okay. Right. If you retire at 65, statistically, you got about 10 to 13 years. Okay. Now, if you're lucky, you can get past this. You got 20 years. Like, what are you going to do besides getting people's business? Okay. And just try to make up things and keep yourself busy, you know, right. by being in the busyness of other people and other things that just don't matter. So, I mean, yeah. it, not only does it not matter, but it doesn't need your involvement. This is not something None of your like, business. Like, oh, let me, uh, you know, let me get involved with this. Make sure things go smoothly. Like, I got no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> it's going to go smoothly or not, regardless of whether with or without you, like a YouTube song. Okay, it couldn't be more inconsequential than what it was. <laughs> So there's no reason to get. And don't get me involved in this. Now you're texting me. <laughs> that irritated me too. I was like, why are you texting me? All right. <laughs> it's like, he's your friend. You set him straight, Mike. <laughs> Spend less time looking at young women in bikinis on Instagram. And, oh, and God. Creep. That's the other thing. I, I'm ne- you know, one creepy. thing, if I ever make it to old age, I'm never going to be an old guy that's creepy with women at all in any context. Okay. I'm not going to be that guy who makes a stupid joke at the restaurant to a young waitress or the dealer at the blackjack table. I'm, I, I'm, I've never been that guy and I never will be that guy because it is mm. 
just disheartening. Cringe, cringe, it's not, cringe. Yeah, it's cringe factor. It's it's Eek. cringe factor. It's not charming in any way. No woman finds it charming. No woman thinks, oh, you know, that old guy is such a fun guy. No, she thinks you're a creepy old motherfucker. <laughs> and, that's, and I don't want anyone saying that about me once they walk away from right. me going, oh, God, that guy is so creepy. It's like, oh, my God, did you see that old bag of balls and they're hitting on me? <laughs> it's like, it's like old guys, and to be very precise about this, old white guys tend to think that they can just be creepy and people are just going to put up with it. And look, people may put up with it because you're in a customer service situation, but that doesn't mean they like it. And it doesn't right. mean that they're not ridiculing you the second they walk away. Because I guarantee you, they don't like it and they're making fun of you the second right. they walk. I guarantee it. It's like it's so gross. It's gross. Okay. Yeah, it's so no gross. No one should be creepy at any age. Right? No. It's not like it's acceptable at any age. No, not at all. It's like, come on, man. When you leave my presence, I should never feel like I need to take a shower. Okay. <laughs> it's like, ugh. It's like, just want to wash the cringe off of me, man. So, no, just stop that. But, but I tell you what else, what helps with motivation too is that there's a couple things I find. Now, both you and Chris got me into this whole cryptocurrency thing about a month ago. And mm-hmm. that, that was cool too, because sometimes you just get just burned out with whatever it is you normally do. So yeah. maybe, like in my, my case, I'm researching hormones, I'm researching health related stuff. And I like doing that. And that's how, that's what I do for a living. And I want to be on top of those things, but sometimes it, you're just not feeling that it's not because you know so much. It's just because you're like, look, I, I don't care to know anymore right now. Right. But then something else comes along. That's a completely new topic that you don't know anything about. So you're talking about cryptocurrency. My friend Chris has been talking about it. And I know a few other people that have been talking about it too. So I go, let me look into this space. And mm. then you start going down this rabbit hole of learning the phrases, learning the terminology, learning the space. And it's interesting because yeah. you don't know anything about it. So it's a whole new world that you're exploring. Yeah. And that can be self-motivating because now you wake up going, okay, I, w- I want to watch another lecture on that. Let me read a book mm. about this. Let me read a couple articles about this. And then that helps get you that mojo back, not just for this, but in other spaces as well. Yeah, nothing can be um, like getting to something that's ever-changing as well. That's, that's continually, you know, to, it's continuing to grow and it's expanding. And it's just, they just keep, it just keeps like reinventing itself. So therefore you, you got to keep up with it. So you're never really stuck in a rut where you, you look at the same things and hearing the same things over and over again. There's always something new because this thing is evolving at a rapid pace. And so it's like, okay, it's, it's exciting because it's like, you don't know where it's going next sometime, but at the same time, it's not okay there's something to be said like okay if something's always going going always changing 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 then eventually you want some type of stability but the beautiful thing about it there is a lot of stability in it but the same so when you need to take a break from all the evolution that's going on or whatever you got this one thing okay let me go back and review this once again and then which you're in a better position to understand what's next because now you're giving yourself time but like i said yeah it's very exciting when it's something brand new right off the bat that is pretty much a game changer. You know, I mean, hell, let's just look at it like right now. Look at just how I, my, I'm, I'm noticing my demeanor just changed all of a sudden when we started talking about that. You know, so that's the beauty in that. Whereas, you know, I was sitting there like talking about trying to join this new gym. <laughs> and it was like, uh, you know, why? Because hell, once again, we've, we've done this for a long time. So we, we pretty much know what to expect. When we go to a new gym. So, and the thing about, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting there going like crap on working out because that's, that's a necessity. Okay. Training is a necessity, 
But here's the thing about it. What's, what's new and evolving about it besides us, you know, meaning wherever we are now, how are we adjusting our training to where our, where our minds may be at this time, our bodies may be at this time, but as far as the exercises itself and, you know, what's needed to get to those goals that we're setting out for ourselves, that should not be changing too much unless you're doing fuckery like most people do on the internet, because guess what? The reason why you see all that fuckery on the internet and YouTube and all that is because those people are going through a rut too, but instead of just addressing it and giving themselves a little bit of a break or actually trying to assess that, you know what? I'm going through a little rut. It's okay. I'm human. Let me give myself a break, but at the same time, not take too long of a break that I get off, off the path here and, you know, and then get right back to it. Or let me, let me really assess some new goals that are really going to fit where I'm heading next. You know, instead of doing that, what do they do? They rather get on, you know, <laughs> physio balls, you know, with barbells and doing all kinds of dumb stuff and, you know, and making up all these new animal movements and all this other stuff. It's just like, come on. It's like, that's all been done. What are you doing? Well, let me do animal movements on a physio ball with a barbell on my back. Yeah. <laughs> kill yourself. It's a lot easier. Just jump off a building. Okay. You can get it done a lot quicker if you're going to sit there and do that to yourself. Well, it's like I always say about the basic movements. No one gets bored when they're making progress. Exactly. So it's, not, it's not the movements that are the problem. It's the fact that you're not making progress. And progress can mean many things. It doesn't always mean more weight, more reps. It could be your technique is way better. You're more comfortable with this. Your body is not sore in the wrong places after doing it. You know, now you know your technique's on point. Right. It could be getting more consistent with something. So progr- progress can be defined many different ways. Right. And I think that's where people get a little bit, they, they reduce it too much to a very simplistic definition of increasing performance. Like, yeah, right. I was able to lift more, but your technique sucks. So were you even lifting more? You cut <laughs> right. the range of motion in half and it was sloppy. You know, you didn't control it. So that's not really progress. That's the illusion of progress. Right. But let's say like the first time you're doing dumbbell presses with 70 pounds, it feels re- really heavy. You're unsteady. And then a couple sessions later, you have really good control. You lower, you pause, you have good ascension. That's big time progress right there. That, that's right. a huge amount of progress. Right. Yeah, man. So um, like I said, it's really, it, it doesn't hurt to just take a step back and, you know, be realistic with yourself. Like, hey, what's, ask yourself, like, what's going on with you? And, you know, a lot of times it may not even be whatever it is that you're not getting motivated to do. It may not have anything to do with that. So right. you got to look at other other factors. What else is going on? And take a take a look at that. Even something as simple as, hey man, what have you been eating lately? Right. You know, you know, because that it messes with you mentally, you know, emotionally, and and no matter who you are, sometimes yeah, some of the things been eating out more often than normal. It's like, hey, we ate out four times last week. You know, that could yeah. be a huge factor. Yeah, exactly. Or you eating. may you may be eating at home, but you may not be eating enough because. You know, you are immersing yourself in something new or whatever. But now you're kind of missing meals because you're so right. submerged in something new yeah, that you miss a meal. Because you're, you're staying up really late. Now, I'm not going to lie. That right there is, is that's an issue with me right now. I'm going to be honest with the sleep thing because <laughs> I'm one of but the thing is, I adjusted accordingly. And like, I, like, here's the thing. I'm at that point now where, OK, like, I mean, it's been like that for a while. I can set my own schedule. Here's the thing. At this point now, because I'm not instructing as many people at this point, because once they pass permitless carry, of course, people took it upon themselves to feel like, oh, I don't need to get a license now. You know, anyone can carry. Not anyone. You need to really go back and do your homework. But guess what? Everyone can be training and getting better and being smarter and being safer. You know, if anything, you should actually make training a bigger priority 
than more than anything at this point, because you're going to have a lot of people walking around here are not licensed. So you need to train yourself to know how to deescalate and whatever else. But <laughs> that beside the point, you know, is the thing is I'm at a point now where I can really say, you know, I got an open schedule during the day. So what I usually do, I'm watching videos, I'm learning about stuff or whatever else, but at the same time, I like, I've always been a proponent of naps, but now I can take a lot longer naps now. And, you know, I can do them in blocks and actually it's like, I've, I've kind of taken a page out of my dog's book and how they take their naps, you know, whatever. And basically this actually works better for me, but here's the thing about me. I'm one of those people. And it's been like this all my life. I'm one of those people whose brain really works at night. Like just, yeah, I'm always been, aware. even growing up, I would write, you know, the journal, write, write music, play music, do all these different things. It's like I'm motivated to do that at nighttime during the day. I'm more, I'm more of a person that's present for other things and other people, but for myself, when everybody, when the rest of the world is asleep, there's no interruptions, there's no phones, there's no texts, there's no emails, there's no, you know, pretty much, you know, giving your time, the necessary time to your spouse and your partner, you know, it's like, it's me time. You know, I don't, I'm, the dogs are asleep. I don't necessarily be out walking them and, you know, playing with them and giving them their attention. It's like, yeah, it really works to give my attention to me. I can really focus on me. And, and like I said, the rest of the world is kind of sleep. So even when I want to go online or something, if I want to even look at something on Instagram, look at my timeline, I don't really have to worry about some dipshittery popping up as much at that time of the morning, you know, or getting these messages or whatever. So my brain is usually an overdrive in the evening time, man. It's like by the time my wife is like, okay, we've, we've talked and real, you know, talked about our day and shared and talked and blah, blah. And she's going to sleep. Then this is like, all right, now it's my time. This is me now, you know? Right. And it's, I've always been that way. So during the day when it's just usually the dogs and myself, you know, cause she's out doing her thing. My wife's doing her thing. Then I'm just like, okay, again, I can study, do the show, edit the show, do things like that, do the, all my responsibilities, you know, and work on that stuff. But then if I want to take a nap in between, I'll take three, I can take three or four hours, you know, or I can take three, two hour blocks of naps or whatever throughout the day. And dude, it's like, it works that way. Cause before I was like, man, how's this, how's this going to work? Because my brain's still not going to turn off at night. So I got to figure something out. Cause you know, so, and I was feeling very drowsy. I'm like, okay, you know, let's extend these naps and actually let's get it together. Let's actually do them in blocks. And the thing is also just the way that I, eat during the day so therefore there's really i really don't have any meals between let's just say let's i was like let me take a little page out of some out of ramadan here and let's just go from like six to six and pretty much you know have my solid meal in the evening you know so therefore you know i don't feel so heavy during the day or whatever else so when i am taking these naps my body's not sitting there really trying to just digest stuff and process that or whatever so you know usually i start the day off I, you know, I've really been getting into like these, um, all these different shots. So like ginger shots, uh, immunity shots, detox shots, wellness shots, all that. And, you know, we've been getting from our local juice bar, whatever. So we keep those on hand. So I start off with like two shots of that. And then this company Suja, I think it's out of uh, San Diego. They make this juice. It's like, um, it's like a ginger lemonade, like, um, like energy boost. So like having one of those to the start of the day. And then if I do want to consume some food, I'll probably have some fruit. So it's like a big bowl of grapes because, you know, still there in season, something like that. Or the honey crisp apples, man, they're the bomb. So something like that. 
And I might have some trail mix or something like that. But other than that, I'm just mostly drinking tea throughout the day. And it works. So I'm feeling light. I'm still feeling energetic. Even when I take a nap, I'll turn on, you know, some binaural beats and and I'll I'll turn those on and just, man, just let my mind go. So so I'll start off with a meditation first. And then eventually, like once I'm done with the meditation, then I kind of just let myself go where I just go ahead and go into sleep, you know, go into nap mode. And man, when I say that those dreams during that time, during those naps, man, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, oh, yeah. Especially, especially the, the more lucid dream, you know, type dreams. It's so crazy because, you know, in those, you know, I'm actually more present in those dreams. I'm like, okay, I'm dreaming right now. I'm in a lucid dream. I'm actually saying this in the dream. I know when it's happening and I'm really guiding the actions or whatever. And it, it takes a little, it takes some work to get there to let your mind relax and, and to actually be that present when even in your subconscious like that. And it's taking, it's taking like years of practice, but I love doing that, man, because I'm like, I don't need DMT and all this other stuff. I, I can just do lucid dreaming. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm probably tripping just as much as these folks would be doing, but I got a little bit more control of what's going on. And so, and even then, even just the stuff I've been studying, that's when I kind of just even submerge myself, even in my dreams with that. And as crazy as all that sounds, but um, it, it it is what it is. So yeah, man. So that, those, those naps have been very handy. And, you know, one of the things we were, um, we were talking about before we start recording, I think another thing that's kind of affecting folks right at the time that we're recording this, and I know some people don't believe, like, it depends. People take the terms and do them the wrong way. I don't believe in astrology and all this. I'm, we're not talking about that. But what we are talking about, basic, simple, you know, chemistry and biology and all that. So you can't deny when moon phases and different things happen and, you know, the, the sun aligning in different places. You can't deny when those things do affect who you are as a human, because look, every element that's in the universe and every element that's in this planet is also composing your body. So the sit there and think that those things are disconnected, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. So of course, you know, right now at this time, there's the whole mercury and retrograde and all that. Look, man, Sometimes I've, I've noticed the last few years, because I started looking into that when people always talked about, oh, Mercury's in retrograde or whatever. And whenever they bring it up and then talk about the characteristics of it, I started to notice some of those things were happening at that time, like with me or with people around me. So then I just started kind of making notes of it and checking out on the calendar every time they, it would happen. And I just want to pay attention to it just to see, like, what's, what's going on with this? And so it's just so funny how, and, and the thing about that, it's kind of like... um Oh man, I forgot. And you've talked about it before in, um, in the Hindu culture, you know, when things are really, you know, when things are really changing and people going through this metamorphosis and basically uh, it starts with a K and it's oh, not coming. I'm of the time of Kali Yuga. Yes. Yes. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> God, I want to fuck it up. I wanted you to say it, <laughs> so, but yes, you know, but so and for a lot of people, you know, they think that this is this very negative kind of, this, this this change this resistance that's going on that like it's just a lot for them or whatever but it, it's it's needed it's needed it has to happen man it's kind of like a snake shedding its skin you know so I mean, the whole process may look like a violent act or whatever but it has to happen it's just like you know a caterpillar turning into a butterfly you know inside the cocoon that can, if you had to sit there and watch it it looks like a violent act but it's something that has to happen you know there's, there's going to be this when it's all said and done a brighter side has to happen so i feel like right now just the whole world right now is kind of going through this 
you know, this metamorphosis. And, you know, of course, when there's a metamorphosis, when there's any type of change, it, it can be painful, you know, and painful being defined in many different ways because change is painful to people. I mean, to get out of a routine and to get out of something that, you know, you know, when you've conformed to something and you, you, some things that are called normal and to change that up and changing up this routine, you know, it takes a lot out of folks. And honestly, we've been kind of in this cocoon for like the last year and a half. There's a lot of changes. The way we have to see things, think, think, you know, think about things, how we behave, how we eat, how we look at our health, how we interact with other human beings, all these different things are going on. But the thing is, they're all happening at once. And now I think that's what's kind of wearing people out. Before, it was kind of a progression. Maybe a couple of things were happening, you know, here right. and there. But, man, when you just like, when somebody, when there's a buffet of emotions happening, you know, instead of all you can eat, this is all you can feel <laughs> happening at one time, man. Yeah, it's, this is what can be considered sensory overload to a lot of people. And there's some people that like, they've added even more extra stuff on top of that because they were already dramatic when things were normal. So now this is just giving them an excuse to really be, just like, oh, just take it overboard and just really be over the top and do the most. Like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm feeling this. But I mean, just like you're talking about Alan, that's just a little extra, bro. Really? Over some dog food? They ain't got nothing to do with you and Mike, but you, <laughs> you're being a little extra right now. You know, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that all the stuff that's going on is making people be a little too extra in certain ways. Sometimes feeling too important, whereas some people feeling less important. It's so, like I said, it's such a crazy dichotomy going on right now and like i said i think it's a good time to just kind of take a step back and just breathe and like whoo what's going on with me what is happening with me and what can i do better and or to have a comp you know have a friend that you can trust or a partner that you can trust who can who's not who's outside of you and can give you they know you and then give you a better assessment hey i kind of noticed that you got this going on or hey man same thing with me and this is what i'm doing you don't necessarily have to do what that person's doing to kind of work on that, but it can really, now all of a sudden you got that inspiration back and you're like, you know what? Now that I know it's not just me and I trust this person. I know they wouldn't intentionally hurt themselves. And you know what? And they gave me a whole new perspective on thinking about how to approach this. And I needed that. I need a fresh pair of eyes or at least a fresh pair of, you know, a fresh set of ideas with this. And that's how you can look at it, man. Because honestly, yeah, I feel to my, even just talking about this now, just like feeling like, oh, it's not just me. All right. I'm actually motivated to take my ass to Texas gym and go sign up now. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, so I'm like looking forward to it now. It's like, okay, I kind of needed that because we've all been, most of us have been isolated for the last year and a half from our loved ones, from our friends, just from other people, you know, but and so now we're all just slowly, depends on where you are, slowly getting back into the swing of things. I won't even say the routine because things will never be as they were, per se, you know, but we're just kind of getting back to some type of like human interaction, some type of normalcy or whatever. And so it's, it's, it's a process because it's kind of like, this is probably what it feels like for a lot of people who've been in prison. You know, you gotta, you've been locked up all this time, but then once you get out, you, you know, you got to try to adjust to the world now. It's a totally different world. It wasn't like it was when you went in. Same thing with probably like with a lot of vets, you know, when they've been, you know, deployed and they've been in the military and when they come back, come back home, you know, I've talked to plenty of friends, you know, who were deployed and they come back and it's like, yeah, man, it's like, that's why a lot of times they want to sign back up and yeah. go back in because trying to get adjusted to the civilian world, man, it's just, it's not, it, has, it hasn't been their world maybe for, 
four, 10, 20 years, you know, just trying to you know, get used to it. It just, it just doesn't, it's not their normal anymore. And there's a lot of things that have gone on in their lives that everyday civilians like us wouldn't understand. You know, we can listen or whatever, but we didn't experience that per se. You know, it's the way that they did. And they'd rather be around like-minded individuals who've been there and get it, you know, and right now that's kind of like how we are feeling right now. It's just like everybody kind of has gone through some stuff in this last year and a half. And you kind of want to be around people that kind of get it. And right now it's just a, it's a filling out process. Cause even the people you were close to before all this happened, probably had, they, they most likely had a much different experience than you did in the last year and a half. So now you realize like, Oh, we're things are a little different between that person and I now, you know? So then you just got to like, okay, well, how do we, how do I, how do you even proceed from that point? So hopefully you have such a good foundation with your friendship or relationship that, you know, you realize like, okay, we, we went through some stuff in, in different situations, but Hey, here we are again. You know, I'm glad to have you back and we can talk about it and we can move forward. You know, then sometimes you might feel like, okay, well maybe you weren't as close as you thought you were. You knew that person the way you thought you did in the very beginning, you know, before all this happened. And you've had this little time to finally get a breather to assess everything and you just adjust accordingly. So like I said, man, it's a, it's an interesting time and it's, it's, it helps to kind of, like I said, take that step back, but it also helps to know that, you know, you're not alone in all this stuff. There's somebody else, you know, there are other people out there feeling this. And I'm pretty sure, like I said, it's probably way more than just you and me right now, especially when people listen to this right now, they're probably like, whew, okay. Thank you guys for that because, yep, I'm feeling that too. So, yeah, hopefully it does help those who've kind of been in this little rut as well. Yeah, I mean, that's where I can see it. There's people, social media gets a lot of bad press, and a lot of that is deserved. I'm not going to diminish that in any way. But it's all about how you utilize it, and it, it can be motivating in a different way. So, for right. example, using the context of training again, a bunch of my friends are not interested. They're just, we're, we're all not feeling it collectively. We're all not feeling it, but we're all still putting, we're all still putting in work. And then I like to put my training clips on my story. Sometimes on my main yeah. page, some of my other friends do that too. Like my, I have a good friend, Julia lives out here in Vegas and she's a training machine. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her earlier and she said that, you know, I've been going through the same thing. I'm just not motivated with training right now, but she's still putting it in. And that's motivating to me because I know she's not motivated to train and she's still getting it in. She knows I'm not motivated to train right now and I'm still getting in. So that's motivating to her. My friend, Chris Becker, as we just discussed, same thing. He's like, I'm not that motivated right now, but he's still getting it in. So when I see him working out, I'm like, cool. You know, I know he's not motivated just like me. He's still getting it in. He sees me doing it. (laughs) So it becomes, it's like none of us are motivated, but somehow we can motivate each other. Because we all know we're not motivated, but right. we're all still doing it, and then that is motivating to each other. You know? so it goes back. It goes back to that connectivity. Like, trust me, there have been times like when I'm not feeling them. Like, and then I'll sit there. And of course, most of the time I don't get on Instagram till late at night. And then, of course, I'll see your story like two in the morning. And then what pisses me off? I look at your story. I want to work out, but it's <laughs> two in the morning. And I'm like, fuck my life, dude. It's like, I, I, it's crazy because, and I have the energy to do so, you know, or I'll sit there and I, the, a few hours before that, I might watch something that gets me really like going, but I'm like, dude, it is 10 o'clock at night. Sit your ass down. What are you, what are you going to go do? <laughs> you know? So, but like I said, man, like I'll sit there and I was like, damn, all right, Mike, you make me want to go do some pull-ups. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I got to definitely make sure that I get like a, especially when I move from here and like our next spot, 
I gotta make sure I'm gonna get a much better like home gym set up for real, you know. So I'm like, okay, so if I feel like busting out some, you know, some not sit ups, but up some pull ups, I want to knock out some pull ups at freaking two in the morning. I'm just gonna boom, do it, <laughs> you know. Just there it is, right? Uh, sucks ass doing kettlebell snatches, you know, at two in the morning because <laughs> <laughs> now you're wired. I'm like, all right, now I, I need to really do something. I'm like, no, you need to go to sleep. <laughs> okay, that's what you really need to do. But it, uh, it does make going to sleep a lot, you know, instead of being up to about four in the morning, after sitting there doing that, it's like, okay, I'm I'm good now. I'm tired at this point. But yeah, right. man, it sucks watching your videos that late at night. Like, damn, now I want to go work out. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that, look, the, the, I'm going to be perfectly honest here. So I'm going to give the reasons why I post stuff. Okay. Number one, I post up because I, I train myself. So I want to see what my technique looks like. Because right. you, sometimes you do it and you think your technique is perfect. And then you watch a clip, you go, man, that sucks. Or vice versa. You're like, man, I felt out of the pocket and you watch it like, oh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. So it, it's good reinforcement. It's a good way to assess where you're going with stuff. And uh, people often comment to me, they go, man, your pull-ups are, are the epitome of strict. And I go, that's exactly yeah. what I want to hear. I don't do any bounce at the bottom, dead hang. Pull with the last, no balance. flaring, flaring around like a wet yeah, fish. This stuff where your chin is barely getting over the bar. I mean, my my chin goes way over the bar. I pull it down to my chest, full contraction. You know, that's what I want. I don't care about how many reps I'm doing or if I'm doing weighted pull ups. I I, I want to focus. The most important thing to me is flawless technique, and then I build upon that. So when I get that kind of feedback, I'm not gonna lie, it makes me feel good. So when other people are like, man, you know, it's, it's motivating to see you doing this. I'm like, cool. That makes me feel good too because now I'm motivating someone else. So I'm not going to lie and say I don't like the positive attention. That's not the number one reason why I do it. But I'm not going to say sit here and say, oh, I could care less if 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 anyone is watching this or not. It's like, sure, I want to get the positive attention. That's a good thing there. And then it's also my contribution. So I, like I said, I've got friends who work out. So I know my clips motivate them. Their clips motivate me. So we're all in this little community of people that are motivating each other without making a big production out of it. We're not right. sending each other training clips going, hey, look what I did today. <laughs> not, right. not that egotistical, but it's like, I'm going to put this on my stories. They're going to see it. I'm going to see their stories. And then we're all going to be motivated to do this. And then the other thing that's funny is that I noticed that whenever I film a clip, my performance is always better. Just knowing that I'm going to be posting that. Somewhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now look, people are like, well, you don't have to post it. It's like, yeah, that's true. But I want to post something. So yeah, like... knowing that I will be posting it. I want to, I don't want to put up anything that looks like shit. So I'm mean, not right. going to stick with really crappy technique. No one's ever going to look at one of my clips and go, man, that's you know, his technique made me cringe right. <laughs> or that performance was crappy. It's going to, I want people to see it and go, man, that looks really good. Now I'm motivated to go train too. And also lead with, it's not about how much you can lift. It's not about any of that stuff. If your technique sucks, you know, technique number one should always be the most important thing you lead with. Right. And everything you build upon that. The second your technique starts going down the drain, you're doing too much too soon. You need to dial that shit back. And that's the other good thing about filming is you see that. Yeah. You can't lie to yourself. You can't lie to the the clip doesn't lie. So if you're putting it up thinking, oh yeah, man, I crushed that. And then you look at it mm-hmm. honestly, because look, I'm not going to say this guy's name, but I know a guy who he he's posting clips all the time and, he, and he's got the worst technique ever. Oh, and his, he's not able to assess it. He's going, oh yeah, you know, my technique was really good on this. I was like, oh man, you're... <laughs> Wow. Your pull-up technique was horrible. You bounced at the bottom. You, you didn't get anywhere close. Your chin wasn't anywhere close to the bar. And then <laughs> you just basically hopped over, hopped back. It doesn't look good. You know, people, even people who don't know anything about training, even they know good technique when they see it because it should look, 
like the way when you watch a gymnast doing something really impressive, you don't have to be, you don't have to have an understanding of gymnastics to know that's impressive. Right. You're like, wow. And then when you see someone who is not good at it at all, you, know, you don't have to have an understanding hey, man. that they're not good at it. You can see it. I mean, you, I, I've, I've sat there like in the club days. And when I, when I looked at the opening DJ, like the guy that will open up for us, you can always tell, even people on the dance floor have never DJed in their life. You can always tell when this dude is not doing great. You can tell when, when he's trying to mix two records together, when he's train wrecking, you know, even though in his head, he's bobbing his head, he's going in and da, 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 da. And I'm sitting like, bro, those two songs don't even match. They don't even go together. What are you doing? You know, but, you know, you look at the crowd, look on the dance floor. So people are having a good time. Then when this train wreck is happening between two, when these two songs are blending together, when I say blending, you know, I use that lightly. You know, you can just see the faces of people while they're dancing. All of a sudden they kind of just stop and they kind of look at the DJ booth almost like looking like is he okay <laughs> because that's what it sounds like it sounds like somebody's attacking him <laughs> like he may need help you know and and then like especially when they don't get out of the train wreck right away or fix it when they just continue to keep doing it like okay yeah it's supposed to be this way no it's not no it's not please stop just just abort dude backspin it get out of it you know so yeah it's it's, it's the same thing man it's the same way it's just like uh, that's that's horrible and you know but you can't tell this dude that he's not killing it he's not rocking the crowd like no you're not rocking yeah. the crowd you're making people's heads hurt you're making people hate some of their favorite songs right now <laughs> you know? like, yeah i used to like that song but this guy i don't know i can't get this that sound out of my head now when i hear that song <laughs> so but yeah dude but like I said, it, it was, this was a very on time topic, you know, I'm glad we brought this up, you know. Well, so. well I, th- I think the other thing with motivation is you don't want to, re- motivation is very fleeting. So yeah. You don't want just... motivation to do anything, it's going to be to your own peril. It's not going to be a, it's not going to work in your favor because we're not all motivated all the time. And, these and we have different, are... we have different reasons to be motivated. So therefore, I always have a problem with people say, yeah, man, I'm, you know, you're my motivation. Uh-uh. I'll take inspiration, but I don't want to be your motivation because I right. and we have different goals in mind, buddy. You know, so I don't want I don't I'm don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself because also I'm human. You know, now, like I say, I can be inspired by someone, but I'm not going to sit there and say, yeah, man, I like I like watching so and so because he's my motivation. Right. That's right. Kinda, it's kind of creepy, too. Yeah. <laughs> kinda, that's that's cringy, too. You motivate me, Mike. Uh, ew. Okay. <laughs> Thank that's you. The, that's a really important distinction right there. Motivation yeah. and inspiration, because there's definitely a big difference between yeah. the two. We're all inspired. I'm inspired by people that have nothing to do with what I do. The people that are in the, yeah. that are helping animals, people that are helping people, people that are really good at things that I don't do, whether it's a boxing match or a right. gymnastics training or w- whatever it is. Anytime you see excellence, it's inspiring. Even if it has nothing to do with what your goals are. Right. That's a good thing. You know, just waiting for someone else to motivate you, that's a different thing. And that's not good because you have to, it's like, look, if you have a job what do you, and you're not motivated to go. What are you going to do? Yeah, you don't just <laughs> not go up and get fired. You have to go because you have to pay your bills. Now, maybe you have an, an idea in your mind of, okay, I want to get out of this and go pursue something else. But for right now, you actually have to go to that job. You have to show up. You have to get your paycheck. You have to put in work. You have to get your paycheck, whether you feel like doing it or not. And people right. do that. Most people don't like what they do. So they're, they're doing that every day or five days a week. Yeah. Now, if you can do that, 
you can also train when you don't feel like doing it or whatever else it is, whether it's working on a business on the side or learning a new skill. You don't always have to be motivated to do it. You just have to, you just have to do it when you're not motivated. And maybe you're not going to be doing it at the highest level at that point, but that doesn't right. matter. You're building momentum because eventually it will come back around and you will be more excited about it. So I guess where I'm going is it's, if you're always waiting to be excited to do something, that's going to limit your growth tremendously. It's going to limit right. your options as well. And then, like I said, if, if, you're, if you only train when you're motivated, using that as the example again, what happens if you're not motivated for a month? You just don't work out at all. You're just going to yeah. sit around and do nothing. And then you try to get back into it. And now you're really behind because your body's tight, you're weak, everything feels off. And now it takes a while to get back into a rhythm. Right. But if you just did a minimalist approach, you just did maybe a, a much lower intensity of what you normally did, but you kept, the, you kept the ball rolling. Now you're able to capitalize on it when it comes back around. It's like investing saying, oh, yeah, I'm just going to put money in when it's about to go up. Well, you don't really know when that's going to be. You have to have it in there so that it's there ready to go up. You're ready to capitalize on it rather than you just try to time it perfectly every single time. Hey, man, like we said, you know, dollar cost averaging works for investment, but it also works for, you know, your everyday life. You know, yeah. just just yeah, instead yeah. of making those deposits, man, just, you know, hey, just stay active in that market, whether it's training or whatever, you know, you still putting some skin in the game, you know, and not just sitting there saving and holding it and keeping it, you know, uh, under the mattress until, you know, <laughs> until conditions get better, right. per se. Like, when, when is that? What does that even look like? Because that looks different to everyone, you know, so. What does you that can get mean? into this negative self-talk where something that is, seemingly a hundred percent for pleasure becomes a task now now like carol and i went out for a birthday dinner last week and i I didn't say i didn't bring any of this up but in my head i'm sitting there thinking oh man you know there's going to be a lot of idiots on the road and then when we get down to this road this is what's going to be going on and then we got to find the right parking spot right (laughs) these are these are all that these (laughs) are nothing these are nothing problems i I, I would be embarrassed to even bring it up but sometimes your mind goes to that negative self-talk and then you decide, well, let's just not go. It's like, no, 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 let's go. Let's deal with that because it'll right. be a good evening and we'll have a good time and you'll be glad you did it. But that's how, that's how insidious negative self-talk can be, though. Even something that is 100% for having a good time, you can talk yourself out of it. If yeah. You to that negative self-talk <laughs> over very minor things. Yeah, you can find something, even the best thing, you can find something crappy about it, you know, so you can complain about it. It's like, or you're like, see, I knew it. See, it was like, dude, okay, so you, you can't go through that door. They're making everybody go through that door. Now it's always something with these places, man. <laughs> Sometimes I do that when I, when I, because I always walk Raina no matter what. I never miss a walk with her, no matter how I'm feeling, because I don't want to disappoint her and I know she needs it. And I know I'll feel better for doing it too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just, I just force myself to go walking, but sometimes I'm sitting there thinking, well, don't go at six because then you're going to run into certain people and they're going to, no, I'm laughing because I'm like, dude, get out of my, don't, don't, don't do that. that. That's my material, seven. bro. Don't steal yeah, my that's material. Let's <laughs> wait until seven. Yeah. That's me. Like when it's getting dark. Outside. Yeah, yeah, they're all scared to walk their dogs at night because yep. there's coyotes out there. Oh no, coyotes, which never bother you if you have half a brain cell. So anyway, and then there's no one else. And I get to just be alone with my thoughts and just have a good time with her. And that that, that, <laughs> that works in my favor as well. <laughs> I was like, dude, get it out of my head. Don't do that. <laughs> so that's me every time. Like, all right. So yeah, I guess you know, it's getting dark. My neighbors have taken that. It's like, I have neighbors that actually sit in their front yard every evening. And I'm like, who still does that? 
what are we doing? Oh, and you just sit there and watch the cars go by. It's like, what the hell's well, wrong with you? me is when I go late white night walking Raina and I'm going, look, no one's going to be out here. And then there are people out there. I know. I was like, how, what are you I doing? Know. I'm like, you're, really, yeah. you're not supposed to be here. I go, this is my routine. What are you guys doing out exactly. here? Exactly. Like, it's too dark and too cold for you guys to be out here. Like, didn't you already have your day? Like, how dare you? <laughs> I didn't interrupt your day. Why are you out here messing with mine? Because I don't know these people. So now I can't let, I, I let Raina off leash. Right. Just me and her and there's few people out there because she's really good with voice command i mean every once in a while she'll get away from it but she's really good but if i see someone and i don't know them and they have a dog and i don't, I don't know these people now i have yeah, to leave you deal with that because, yeah i don't want i don't want her running at them which i don't think she would but on the off chance that she does like, i don't know if their dog is friendly or not so it's like, exactly you guys, you guys are disrupting my routine now you know it's <laughs> right <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to come out here at midnight now. Just you know, I bet someone will be out there even then. They're probably thinking the same thing. Oh, no one will be out there. And then they see me. They're like, oh, man, <laughs> who's this guy out here? And then it's like midnight. And all of a sudden, the coyotes are like, why are y'all out? Take your asses back to where yeah, you were. I want, plus, I want to go skateboarding a little bit because there's a couple areas that are lit up. And I don't have to worry about anyone being around. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the other plus. <laughs> But there's certain times when you know the vast majority of people are going to be around. Yep. And these, these sometimes you, sometimes you just don't want to deal with that. So you may you 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 modify accordingly. Hey man, I think that's the moral of this whole episode. It's just like straight up, man. So yeah. So I, like I said, man, um, just reassess and think about this. I mean, which is like almost the Captain Obvious quote right here. You know, when you lose that that motivation and inspiration, just think back to why you're doing it in the first place. Because I have to tell myself, like, why is this important? You know, because obviously, if it wasn't important, it wouldn't bother you so much that you're not doing it. Because it bothers me when I'm not doing these things. You know, and then then it makes it very easy to get down on yourself, you know, at that point. You know, so I was like, okay, but why? Why do you need to do this? Why is it so important? And if I... Most time I'm going to have an answer for that. Then it gets me back on track. But if I don't have an answer, well, obviously it's not that important anymore. So why are you still doing it? Because sometimes we're not ready to admit that too. When certain things no longer are, let's just say, let's just say they mean that much to us anymore. Right. At this point, it's like, hey, man, we've, we've rode this thing to the wheels have fallen off at this point. You know, now you're only doing it because it's, it's you're comfortable in the fact that you know what this is. Okay. There's nothing new about it. And so there's nothing challenging about it. So now it's become a routine. It's just something that you do at this point. And that's another reason why you're not motivated because you've done this thing. Now it's done. There's nothing really left on this. And we've had plenty of examples of that from past businesses to courses to all this stuff we've done before. And, you know, it's really easy because, you know, some, you know, sometimes the, one of the worst things to keep you going is the money, you know? So sometimes the best thing with those situations is when the money runs out, that's even more motivating. Like, all right, this thing, nobody's signing up for this crap anymore, you know, but then (laughs) you mess around, you take a break and then you bring, you sit and think about, well, let me, I wanted this. I just want to do it one more time. Then next thing you know, you fill it up. Then all of a sudden that stimulus kicks in like, ah, damn. It's like, okay, that, that, that was kick ass. It's like, that's how I was like, that was almost like how I was in the very beginning when I started, you know, it's a packed house, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, do you really think it's going to continue to be that way though? Because those people are just like you. They haven't been in that. They haven't had that experience in a long time. Of course, like that in a while. So that's why they were excited about it. But 
just like you, that excitement is going to wear off because you're going to think about like, and I got to go through the whole process and routine of doing this, doing this course again somewhere else, right. <laughs> you know? So it's just like, ah, this is tiring. Yeah. You know why? Cause you don't care anymore about that. You've moved on. You've progressed. You've, you're in a different place now. It doesn't mean that you hate it or it's bad or anything like this. It's helped to bring you where you are now. But the thing is you've done the thing. Oh, at this point, yeah, that, that was, I, I feel like I, I scraped every level of doing workshops that you could possibly do. Meaning right. that I started off in parks and I worked my way up to being able to rent nice facilities. I traveled all over the U S was able to go to a lot of cities, hang out with cool people. And then that got boring. So what do you do? You take it overseas. You know, now you're going to new countries and you're meeting new people and you're having a lot of fun and it's exciting. And eventually that runs its course. So, so at that point, you know, unless they start, Unless people start living on the moon. Or another- <laughs> hey, Elon's <laughs> looking at you right now, man, from Austin, Texas. Like, hey, just give him time. You can teach that course on Mars. That you could possibly go to, but you may not necessarily care after a while. You go, okay, right. I've been enough 10-hour flights, enough 14-hour flights. And now I just want to be home for a while. Yeah. And then you go, if I get the urge again, I'll start doing it again. And you may get the urge, you may not. And either way, it's okay. And if you right. get the urge, cool, get back out there. If you don't, then you're like, okay, it's time to move on to something else. Now you don't have to be right. sad about it. It was fun while it lasted. And now you move on to something else that excites you. Exactly. I think it's important in life to always find things that excite you. Yeah, you're going to go through periods that are not motivating. But sometimes it's because life has become too routine. It's like Groundhog's Day. You know, everyone can relate to this Groundhog's Day thing. It's like you wake up, you get your cup of coffee, you make your protein shake. You, know, you watch some stuff on YouTube, learning some new things. You're on your computer. Oh, the dogs need to go out. You put them out. Now they want to eat. Now they want to go back out again. Now they want to eat. <laughs> what's, hey, what's, what's, what's your little sign that you got by the door? <laughs> oh, I know. But it's, like, it's like a task for the day. The let dog in, let dog out. It honestly <laughs> feels like that. So, I mean, like one time I'll, I'll, I'll say that you got, you got to break out of these routines, do something completely different from yeah. time to time. Honestly, for me, I like to do it often because those are the days you're going to remember. You're going to accumulate really good experiences, really good connections. So like one time Carol wanted to have dinner at the Thai restaurant. I was like, no, no let's go do something completely different. Let's go, have rest, let's go have dinner at this restaurant where you eat in the dark. that You can't see a thing. And then it's going to be a five course vegan meal. So we did that. And that was a totally different experience that we're always going to remember, you know, 10 years from right. now, we're going to be like, Hey, remember that one time we went to that restaurant. But I, if we just went to the local Thai restaurant, we're not going to remember that because we've been there a million times. <laughs> it's like, hey, like, remember that meal at the mint? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mint, look, mint is my favorite Indian restaurant, yeah. but it, it's, it's not necessarily memorable unless you're there with someone who's never been there for the first time. You're like, right. yeah, I remember one time since and I went there. But, you know, Carol and I have been there a million times. So the food's always going to be good. And that's a good thing. But it's, it's, you're not necessarily going to remember one time over another unless something impactful happens. <laughs> so you, you got you to find everyone's life, no matter how it is, can become really routine. So you show up at the park. The same people are there. They do the same walk, talking about the same things. And it's, and it's mind-numbing to hear some of that stuff. So now you, <laughs> you got <laughs> to shake it up. Like, I'm going to go do a super long walk in a route that I've never done before, or I haven't done it in a while. You just got to find these little things. Or you drive somewhere, you purposely take a different route than you normally do, just to keep your brain active a little bit, so you don't just zone off. Yes. Now it has to work. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. You, you. <laughs> this is not the term we usually take. 
Yeah, pay attention, brain. Make sure we don't get lost. Make sure, make sure I don't end up like on, on a scene from Halloween Six. Okay, <laughs> pay attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Sometimes I, I mean, most of the time I don't go to the grocery store. I just have Whole Foods deliver. You know, which is <laughs> you get used to that convenience. You see that right there is a problem right there. You know, because between I, that Grubhub and all these different things, like ah. Oh, Look, look, I never enjoyed going to the grocery store, right? That was never something I looked forward to. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Grocery shop. Yeah. You don't have anything left in the house. You can't make a meal with the two ingredients that you have left, right? So now you're going, all right, let me go to the grocery store and load up. It's never been something I was excited about. So when during the pandemic, they started doing deliveries and I tried that out, I've never gone back. And not to say that I never go to a grocery store, but it's usually to get a couple things, not do the whole groceries for the week but i will say that sometimes i like to go to a grocery store that i've never been to before because i don't know where anything is yeah now it's it's, it's not necessarily exciting but it's different, it's different. <laughs> so it breaks up your routine a little bit it's, it's it's now you actually have to focus on where you are and what you're doing rather than you you make the same it's like for, i'm going to walk in the store and then i'm going to go here first and i'm going to go here then i'm going to end over here and then i'm going to hit this cashier that 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 thing it's look life can just become really routine and that's unavoidable but sometimes you just have to find ways to add a little bit of variance to it variety yeah so yeah man i think it's a good little place to wrap it up i think Uh, so so hopefully you know this inspires folks to get back into some things whatever the things are that they've kind of like neglected and moved on from or made them aware that you know what i've done the thing enough now it's time to move on and find something new it gets me excited and figure what that figure out what that is. Um, so like I said, it's, it's helped. It's helped me just even talk about this and get it out. <laughs> and like I said, to feel like I am not the only one. So, cause like I said, that can be a little daunting. You're like, dude, what is wrong with you? Well, it's not just you. <laughs> it's quite a few other people too. And I know. Like, whatever, it's, it's, it's good to be honest with your friends, right? If I'm, if someone yes. who's in the is like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, man, you know, I just haven't been that motivated recently. I've been working on this. That person doesn't give a fuck about that. That person wants you to say, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And then you guys keep it moving. Because right. that's an acquaintance. That's not a friend. So you don't, you don't have to talk to them as if they're a friend of yours. But an actual friend of yours, when an actual friend of mine asks me, hey, how's it going? You know, I don't have to keep it superficial. I don't right. have to say, oh, I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm great, too. When neither one of us are, and we're just both pretending to be. When I could have said, hey, you know, know, things are going fine. I'm just not too motivated right now. So I'm working through that. You you don't make a big production out of it. And the other person goes, you know what? I've been feeling the same way. And you're like, okay, great. So we can both relate to this. And the other person's kind of relieved to hear you say it. And you're relieved to hear them say it. So that's useful for both of you. That's the difference between your friends and acquaintances. Right. All right, friends and acquaintances out there. (laughs) Checking us out. So like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And Hopefully it helps out. Definitely helped me out. And so other than that, folks, you know what to do. Hey, something they haven't done in a while. You can hop over to Apple Podcasts, you know, give us a review, like, share, do all that good stuff. Same thing from our pages you know, on social media as well. And um, other than that, man, I'm also going to post Yoko's phone number in case anyone wants to text her and make sure. <laughs> <laughs> because anyone wants to follow up, like, hey, I heard about you on Mike's hey. podcast, it's podcast. Hey, so did, uh, I, uh, what's up with the dog food? <laughs> <laughs> so did, it, did Chris ever come get that dog food? 
And then while you're at it, go ahead and post Alan's number as well. So you can check in on him to make sure he's checking in on her. And then everybody's checking in on Chris. But just don't give out Chris's number because he doesn't deserve that shit. <laughs> just had to bring that up one more time. Too much fun not to make fun of. <laughs> oh, man. Good Lord. <laughs> now everybody pull out the dog food. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to chuckle every time. Now my dogs will think I'm crazy. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll catch you all the next time. Take care, everybody. That wraps up this week's Live Life Progressively show. Be sure to head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to NewWarriorDefense.com. Support the production of the Live Life Progressive show by heading over to Patreon.com and becoming a patron. Simply go to Patreon.com slash LLA podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon-only access to our brand new show, Afterlife, which is a brand new behind-the-scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving Patreon-only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media on Facebook as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.